You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hello and welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schisler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 what's going on, Ja? It's an exciting time for Overwatch. It's a good time to be podcasting. Yeah, it's it's that time of year, <laughs> you know. Every three, well, every four months, you know, new characters. A good time to be in Overwatch. If you um, like change, if you like change, Paul, we'll, we'll see. We'll talk about that. <laughs> and I'm also here with Josh Kender, also known as Kender. Yo, yo, what's up? You already know who it is. It's your boy, oversized urethra. Oh, that's a one. <laughs> that sounds leaky. <laughs> yeah, so uh this is episode number 115 we are recording on july 3rd for release on july 4th so if you are listening to this on july 4th happy independence day if you're in the united states <laughs> you know uh but uh, make america yeah, podcast again Mm-hmm. Did you, okay. You just mop at me right now on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So obviously, so a couple of things to talk about. Primarily Hammond or Wrecking Ball. We'll we'll discuss that a bit. We're going to talk about the new character. We're going to talk about some more changes that are on the PTR, and uh, we also might talk about a little bit about character lore if we have the time. But before we get into that. I'd like to welcome any listeners, any new listeners. If you're listening for the very first time, thank you very much for checking out Watchpoint Radio. We do talk about Overwatch news and some esports and competitive, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. So when we do talk those topics, that's what we usually, you know, uh, surround we usually surround it with community stuff. So uh, if you enjoy the show and you want to keep up with us, just uh, you know follow us on Twitter at Watchpoint Radio. But you can also join us on our Discord at discord.me slash smash those buttons. We'd love to have you there to uh, join in some of our conversations. And I would also like to uh, welcome any returning listeners. Uh, thank you guys for coming back and checking out Watchpoint Radio again, whether it's your second time listening or uh, your 114th time listening to watch more radio we really appreciate your support so thank you guys very very much uh no new subscribers but data squid did resubscribe again this month second month in a row i believe thank you very much for subscribing to us on twitch appreciate that uh thank we you. do have thank a you. new pa- yeah yeah we have a new patron jujitsu jedi also as rectify longtime listener Thank you very much. Really appreciate the support and really glad that you're, uh, you've been listening for so long. So I really, really also, appreciate that. Also a uh, streamer we have hosted before too, right? Yes. Well, maybe, I, maybe. I'm not 100% sure. sure. Yeah, pretty sure. Hey. You might have. 
Yeah, I don't know if you sure. guys covered this in the last uh, last show or not. The one that I wasn't here, but we do have two new reviews on iTunes as well. We do. I we didn't do. even oh, see. I those. did not see that. Uh, one on June sixth and one on June seventh, actually. Oh, we are sorry, June guys. June 7th and June seventh. Absolutely, like really sorry oh, about that. So I'm gonna have sorry. to check those out. Should I, yeah, I to... pull them up while you're doing this? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. You can go ahead and pull those up. While you're while we're doing that, I'm actually yeah. I'm trying to find out why my system I have in place to get new uh, <laughs> to get my uh, iTunes reviews isn't working. I'm a little upset. Oh no, we talked. Uh, we did pull. We did bring those out. Um, Austinillo was the June seventh iTunes review. Was it okay? Well, Maybe. Was it when Kinder was was gone? It might have been because one know. of those is my review. Maybe. That's why. I was. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's June sixth. Uh, June fifth is from Kinder, and Austinello's June seventh. Okay, we're not sleeping on the job here. I didn't. I must Kinder have missed, missed a, it on the uh, missed it on the show. My bad. Kinder throwing a wrench you. in the plan. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, but anyway, I also like to thank uh, Carol Moody. <laughs> I want to thank Carol Moody because we she was a new patron last week, but this week she increased her pledge from three to five bucks. So thank you very much. Really appreciate <laughs> that. That is respect. that is super. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just glad that you appreciate the content that much that you're you know you're willing to you know part ways with those dollars. So thank you very much for supporting Watchpoint Radio. Really do appreciate it. I, I can't even state that enough. Uh, we for community feedback. Uh, it's not so much community feedback as uh, was a question that we I found on my Discord, but I figured this would be the best place to actually bring it up. It's from uh, Tooth Dirk, and he says, you know, what are your thoughts on the rumor that Blizz is working on something like Omnic Meta slash Overbuff for release on Summer? They better be. Yeah. So my resp- my thought on that rumor is that if they're going to do an Overbuff, all right, that's that works for me because the data will be more accurate you probably you know with overbuff your data only starts counting from the time you log into the site you know and then on top of that you have to log into the site like every day if you wanted to get your stuff every day so you know that's uh that for them to do an overbuff i think would be uh really nice yeah extremely beneficial and at this point with the change that they made they really need to step up and man make one because people like switch from omnicmeta.com and overbuff and master overwatch and over subu they all basically in the blink of an eye in the clicking of a patch lost everything they like if they would have made it so you had to go in and change your profile to private, that would have been one thing. But they made the default private. I've had to go into all of my my accounts and change it back. Basically, if they don't give us something, then I'm pissed. If they give us something, then I'm then I'm happy. I'm sad for our friends that do sites like uh, like that, and they'll have to find another stick. But if they don't do it. I'm pissed. Yeah, so like the overbuff portion, I think that'd be fine. The omnic meta portion is a different story, though, because I highly yeah, doubt omnic Blizzard... meta definitely. Sorry, Bob, yeah. can I talk, please? Sorry, sorry, Thank you. sorry, sorry. You're right, though. I mean, he definitely has like he takes the stats and like actually paints a story. 
whereas right. overbuffing them. They that's have articles, though. That's what I was going to say. Omnic meta is more than just data, right? I highly doubt Blizzard's going to have somebody actually go through the data and write analysis Captain Planet. on it. Right. You know, stuff like that. I highly they doubt have, that they're going to. They have him. They have Captain Planet, but I don't think like that. That I seems like a, almost. Watch League, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like that. I, I just don't, I don't think that's going to, I don't think Blizzard as a company is going to do that. They'd probably try to automate it. You know, they'd probably just show the data like these are the trends. This is up, this is down. And that really doesn't mean anything without proper analysis. That's what make, um, makes Omnic Meta great because it, I shouldn't say, you know, anybody can go to a site and then pull, you know, pull all of the, the data and just show you what's up, what's down. You know, be like Borderlands, the Arrow compar- comparison simulator. Right. But it doesn't mean anything without the actual analysis. So unless they're going to hire Switchfox to do that, that's I don't want to see a, a Blizzard Omnic meta. I like the way Switchfox does his analysis. He takes it very seriously. It's not biased at all. And it's community-driven. You know, he does it for the community and I think that's way better than anything Blizzard is going to be able to give us. Now, if Blizzard, I think like I said, with the overbuff thing, if Blizzard does like something like overbuff, that will give um, um, Switchfox even better uh, data to data do his analysis. To do his analysis, yeah. But I don't want a replacement for Omnic Meta. I would really like it to stay the way it is. To be honest with you, we should actually see if he should if he wants to come on. We should we should get him on soon to talk about that. Yeah, we we could talk to Switch and see, you know, how he feels about it. That that definitely works. So, uh, but yeah, uh, hopefully that uh, tooth, Dirk. Hopefully that um answer is, is satisfactory. Uh, we're usually on the same page about things, so here we go. Um, but yeah, let's before we get into our main topics, let's see how everybody's weekend Overwatch was doing. Uh, who wants to go first? I think you I'll have more to talk Kinder, about, Bob. I'll let Kinder go first. Uh, what week in Overwatch, really? I mean, I, oh, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I'm coming off my break, uh, as of tonight, you know, I, I had every intention of playing more. I did get on the PTR and play Wrecking Ball or Hammond. I, I prefer to call him Hammond, but, um, I did get on the PTR and play with him a, a good little decent bit and, you know, figure out his stuff. And he's a lot of fun. I mean, he's really fun, but we'll talk about that later on the podcast. Um, so I got to fool around with him and, you know, just really kind of hung out in the PTR, uh, the time that I did play. Uh, but I do plan on getting on and getting my practice up for probably a a good solid week before I touch my placements because I really don't want to, I'm definitely rusty. Uh, so I definitely want to get in and do some practice before I get in and do my actual placements. But Bob, he had a good old time this week, uh, doing his placements and everything. You want to tell us about that, man? Yeah, well, um, so I've been on a big, long break. Um, I was suffering from what uh, Drunken Monk describes as long-term tilt or uh, (laughs) creep, uh, tilt creep. Basically, I had just, every time I played, I was yelling at my teammates. I was yelling at my 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 friends i was toxic as heck and i couldn't figure out why so i didn't talk about this last week but this was why i took i took the break cuz i just wanted to like 
just relax and back up and because I was definitely a problem to anyone that I played with prior. Because I was just I was just oh I was just Overwatch saturated, like with the Overwatch League and doing the two podcasts and just just Overwatch saturated. And so I took a big a big long break and uh I did go to two different game nights during that break, but just one, you know, one night each each week. And I was kind of toxic at those too. But Monday I came back and I did my placements on my main. Uh, on I did uh, two hours on Rhine, four minutes on Brigitte, and four minutes on Zen. Was my ten placement matches. I went nine and one. I placed thirty two nineteen. Uh, the first time that I've ever placed right into two diamonds. So that felt really really good. And uh, just it was really good that I played. Uh, I played six place uh, placements with Mel yesterday on my other Blazing Bob account. Played four of them as DPS, and boy, I am DPS rusty. I was, I like, <laughs> I just basically played Reaper, Junkrat, and Hanzo, and uh, BB was the other DPS who so was definitely killing me in kills. But I was winning the damage a lot of the time, so I was setting him up for that. But it definitely just was really foreign to me we went two and two as as that uh and i think i just preferred to stay on to prefer to stay on the tanks so did that i've played uh quite a bit of hammond on the ptr uh we'll talk about that later of course too um it's just been uh it's been good to come back in it was it was good to take a break because i find myself being Back to my normal self, being happy, being excited to play, not getting angry at teammates for, you know, dumb stuff that I just shouldn't really get angry about because it's mistakes that I make too. And so the break's been good and I placed diamond for the first time out of out of, out of placements. I placed yeah, 2,900s that, many you times. Placed well into diamond. You, yeah, yeah. Place. I placed... Uh, I ended up ending at like uh thirty ninety something, but then I decayed back down to three to three k because I didn't play for the last week and a half of comp, um, and so I decayed down. But then I ended up placing like a good hundred and twenty points higher than I ended, which brings us back to the whole placement games are just games guys like you just can't see your sr during the games like you're starting at the same mmr like if you <laughs> like i dk'd but i still started at 3091 i went 9 and 1 lost one game in the middle somewhere there and ended up you know 120 sr higher like place like placement games are just games you just can't see her you just can't see your sr so yeah, I had a good, I had a good, uh, I'd, I'd, I've had a really good uh, time so far. You know, and now more than ever, you can see that placement games, like you still, you start at the same place you left off because if you look at the LFG and somebody has a restricted SR on there, you'll still be in the same exact range as that's were. actually that's actually uh, a silent buff that uh, Jack and I found um, because. Before I took my break, I was doing duo queues. Uh, after I hit 
diamond with you guys in the in the uh, in our in our podcaster six deck. I went ahead and I wanted to keep in diamond, so I duo queued with either Jack or I play games, and I did it over the next week after hitting diamond, and I went out of diamond, back up to diamond, back out of diamond, back up to diamond, but I stayed up. I stayed up there, and Jack was doing his placements, and I was diamond, and we shouldn't have been able to queue, but there was a silent patch, or something, or maybe I missed the patch note where it said it, but now it just looks at MMR, and you can queue. Like, I don't know if it's the same for Masters if you're within the rank, but you can queue if you're Diamond and someone is doing placements that was in Diamond the season before and has the same MMR, you guys can still queue. So that was something new. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, like I, like I was saying, like, you know, the thing about placement matches, they kind of, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do about them. It's like they almost don't matter. Like they don't have need, they don't even need ten placement matches anymore. Just bring it down to five, like at this point, so people can actually start working. Yeah, just, on, just uh, get, it also just gets get people like here's ten matches that you kind of have to play. So they're not gonna get rid of that. Like that's just keeping people in the game. Keeping people you're playing. probably right. That's what it is. It's just it well, keeps but people I mean, in they the can game. say you can play those ten <laughs> matches and still show your SR. They could just say you you have no. You have no benefits until you actually finish these, but yeah, like they it keeps people on the game for the first week. The people who are who are just fishing for competitive points, the first week, first two weeks, and that's it. Yeah, you know, so or like, the last have, week or two, exactly. Just, just get rid of it. It's, it's, it's pointless. Um, I have not placed any of my characters yet. I started placing one, but I'm currently shifting my characters around. The character that I was playing, I guess, the most serious on at the end of la- like last season. I'm taking that character and I'm going to turn it to my DPS only account. So I don't really expect, I was at, at the end of last season, my character was like 28 something. And, um, I don't, I, I would imagine that I, uh, will not be in the same place because before, like when I, the reason I got to 28 is because I started playing tank on that account, uh, versus like when I started the season last season, I was only playing supports so I could try to get better at supports. And I was like, eh, I'm tired of losing. So I started playing, I started playing like Zarya, started playing Arissa and just, whoop, just went straight up and I left it there. But then I decided like, that's the sugar bear account. I'm like, well, if I'm going to play DPS only and I'm going to re- like, you know, be really trying stuff out, like DPS is probably my weakest class. Yeah. You got to get I, off I, the soldier shit. You got to play like yeah. stuff that's actually real. That's good yeah. in the current meta. So I'm just gonna play, you know. I'll I'll make the Sugar Bear account my DPS only account, and uh, so that way, you know, if somebody's mad that I'm staying on DPS, at least it doesn't say my name, <laughs> you know. So I, that's what I did. So I, my highest rated account, I'm actually looking. It's probably gonna be down. But my two other accounts that I was just kind of fucking around on, those are the ones that I'm probably going to be using a bit more uh, seriously. So like probably job, I'm gonna play probably tanks for the most part and flex where i can but play tank because that's that's my best class and then you know church is church of jobs probably well I'll, I'll do my healing and stuff like that because i'm still you know good with that plus i'll i'll play with other people there to help them out um the thing that sucks is i just don't i wish i had a lower ranked account so i could help some of the because i do help enjoy helping 
like listeners who are like in silver or in bronze, I help them get out of silver and bronze and not necessarily by carrying them by, you know, too. you know, taking a look at what's going on, give them advice. Okay. Well, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Because when I was playing with certain people, let's say like Gio say when he, you know, we, we took him from silver to platinum. I didn't play my main, I didn't play like Arissa. I didn't play, um, you know, Diva. I didn't play, uh, Zarya with him. I would actually play DPS with him and you know I let him pick whatever he wanted and I you know we kind of talk after each game if like if there was a problem and boom he went from silver to platinum and I enjoyed doing that. It's more enjoyable to me and that matters more to me than me getting my personal SR up, you know, to diamond, which is why Jaja sat there for so long. Like for like a few seasons, I only placed with Jaja. I placed them, and then maybe I played a few other games. Like probably if you look at like season six, seven, eight, maybe eight, nine, like you know, seven, or whatever. A couple of those seasons, like if you look at how many matches played, it's definitely like lower than twenty. So that's the only thing that sucks. Like I even considered getting another yeah. account that I only play low, but it's tough. See, I'm. I'm I'm with you there, but at the same time, I think I've changed my thoughts on how I feel about me doing that, and I feel I feel like it's cheating. I really do. Like and, and like I'm gonna try and like I enjoyed playing with all of my friends that were lower rank, and I do miss that. And I'm going to play with them now doing that but we'll just do quick play and we'll start by doing lfg prior and we'll do six stack qp and that's where i'm going to play with them because i got i got really lazy playing in those elos and it really hurt me getting back into diamond with my regular uh, accounts for seasons because of it and it's it has nothing to do with them. It just has to do with the games are completely different. So I can't be I I I can't be playing that in comp because it's not fair. To be quite frank, it's just really not fair for me, especially if I play tanks and support, where I can get to diamond with those characters, and then I'm playing in gold. It just it just isn't fair. So. Well- that's why I say like I don't play my main classes. Like when I go when I go into the lower elos, I don't play my main classes. But like, don't you feel bad though? Because like you're trying to help them, they don't want to lose. So like I I just feel bad playing not my main, uh, not like not one of the classes that I'm strong with. I know I don't I don't feel bad because I, I pretty I kind of make it clear like you know. I'm not here to carry. I like, I don't want to carry. Like the thing, if you carry somebody up from a low elo to a high low elo, you're not doing them any favors. Cause that means when they're not playing with you, they're going to get stomped, you know, and eventually they're just going to hit that ceiling. You can only carry so high to the point that they become an anchor. Yeah. I could probably in a duo queue only carry people from silver to gold. I probably can't even carry people from gold to platinum. I can carry a game in gold easy. But I don't know right. that I could actually like win. Ev- like if we duo queue in silver and I play something I'm good at, yes, I can carry you right up to gold. But I don't know right. that I can carry you to plat. You know what I mean? 
Right. Right. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't, I didn't play, I shouldn't say I don't play my characters that I know I'm really good at because that's going to lead to a carry, right? Like, that's just going to lead to a carry. And that's not later on, that's not going to help the person. So I'm not bad at DPS. I'm not terrible at DPS, I should say. Um, so when I do play DPS, it's not like I'm throwing or anything like that. And I don't play characters I'm terrible with. Like, I wouldn't go down there and then play like Tracer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely horrible uh with tra- with tracer and i don't want to say i've definitely the same seen time. your slow-mo tracer oh dude, you, dude <laughs> the you, like, best that, was, that was your on my tweet when you were like the, you were like the tortoise the turtle the tortoise beats the hare or something like that yeah. you literally like walk up slowly and just place it on the bastion and then recall and then the bastion yeah. three other people die die yeah that's me playing like that was actually on my dps only account like that's like that's what I do with that account, right? Like, I feel bad for the people who I, I only play that account solo usually, and I feel bad for the people that I'm playing with because I, if I'm trying to get better with a character, that's like, uh, just just you know, like I'm really bad with like Tracer. It's real bad, man. It's it gets real bad, and I'm just like, oh my god. But in that game, that game that specifically Bob's talking about, we went six DPS and we still won. So that's how low <laughs> I got when when I was playing uh, Tracer only. So, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, uh, I I do enjoy helping people up, not necessarily carrying them up. So I won't play. If you're gonna play with me, I guess if you're looking to play with me, uh, you know, if you're in silver and gold. Don't expect for me to bust out my uh, my Zarya or my Orisa or something like that. Like I much rather, like you know, go like a DPS or even bust out like a like a like a like a Mercy or a Zenyatta or something like that to help out. Uh, because I'm a strong believer that you need to kind of get up there yourself, and you know, playing with somebody is definitely one way to do it. So, right, it's, uh, and that's kind of what I plan to do this season with uh, my alt account. I never really use my alt too much just because you know i like to get extra everything on my main but uh i really really want to fucking learn hammond the right way i right I really, it's so much fun like jesus christ but i also know that quick play is not going to be effective for really learning him and i don't want to kill my sr on my main account so i'm going to my alt account going to be trying to main him a little bit and yeah. see like kind of make it a hammond only season for this account and try to really learn how to play him in a at the level that I naturally get at with him right. and try to climb that way before I take him onto a main account. We'll and talk be like, about Let's it, do it later, but don't don't main Hammond. You can't main Hammond because he's going to be shit on defense. Well, you we'll, we'll talk I mean. about that later. We're just going to go and we can go and get we'll into get it right now. Yeah, yeah we can just segue <laughs> right now because like, that's the main topic for today's show is Wrecking Ball, also known as Hammond. Um, so I got to admit, when it came to this character, I this is probably the least involved I've been with a character release. Like usually when a character is released, I look into the lore, look into the hand, stuff like that. And I really just didn't do that all that well this time because right. when he was a hamster, I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me here. And then I went back and looked at the stuff that I overlooked. I'm like, yeah, you know, that all that all makes sense. Um that being said, well let's kind of just get into Hammond, his lore a little bit and then get to his kit and then we'll talk opinions right. about him. But uh, so the lore for for Hammond is that he's a hamster. He's from Horizon Lunar Colony. 
He has an enhanced intelligence, just like Winston, but he's also a, a bit larger than a regular hamster because of whatever the fuck they did to him. He's uh, more he, like a guinea pig. Yeah. He's like a yeah. bit larger guinea pig. I don't know why no, they didn't go yeah, with guinea pig over hamster. Because hamsters are kind of like that's a why. pot belly pig size. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. I guess the hamster pig. ball meme, like the, the weird trope about hamster balls, kind of played into that too. Why they can yeah. go with guinea yeah, pig. Yeah, and no one's going to call him wrecking ball. Nobody's going to call him Hammond. It's either going to be hamster or ball. Ball, ball, ball. Hamster, hamster, yeah. hamster. Probably it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those two. It's not gonna be wrecking ball, and it's not gonna be Hammond. Yeah. So Deadpool said that you know Hammond. He's in chat. He says Hammond that is probably or... the coolest new hero ever, but he should definitely be a champ. <laughs> I'm gonna get into that later. Yeah. I am gonna get into that later. You're talking about uh, the call but... out. They'll either be one of those, or they'll go my personal favorite route, the wee brute, and call him Ham Ham from Hamtaro. <laughs> <laughs> probably. The Hamtaro so, memes but... are flowing, and I'm so happy about it. By the way. <laughs> Back to his story, though. Uh, so he, like, you know, we already knew that he he attached an escape pod to Winston's rocket, and that's how he got out. But apparently, while Winston landed near Rocks Point, Gibraltar, Hammond landed near Junkertown. He builds a robot and enters a tournament that I guess the Junkers have, and he won several times, and he became known as Wrecking Ball. Like they don't even know he's a hamster inside that thing. Uh, which it kind of raises a few questions to me because like, okay, you're in Junkertown. They don't see a person. They just see a robot. It's in the robot talks. Junkertown is really anti-Omnic. How do they not like want to see the person behind the, the, the robot? You know, that that's kind of right. like a question mark for me. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to let that one slide. <laughs> um, but uh yeah that, that that's that's his lore um he doesn't talk we're not I, I just don't see them delivering much lore on this character he squeaks a little bit but the robot does most of the talking um and i think i'm not sure if we no we actually well it just happened last thursday so we definitely didn't talk about it on the show the voice lines for his his character are kind of funny because they're mostly just internet get wrecked yeah. you know <laughs> there was get stuff wrecked. like that there was, i heard another one today that was really good i forget that what the hell it was though i'll have to get back to you on that one but uh it yeah. was another good internet meme yeah <laughs> excuse me so uh in terms of his kit you know he has quad cannons which is a hit scan weapon it was funny because as I was doing this list, I was doing it like it was a prepared to attack. I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't prepared to attack. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna go over it. So it is quad cannon. These quad cannons, um, they have, I think they have like 80 ammo. Uh, so it's, it's hit scan weapon for his primary weapon. He has a grappling claw, which is where the wrecking ball part comes in. He can grab onto something and gain momentum. And when he hits people, it it can knock him around basically and do some damage, but. Uh, we've seen some pretty interesting. They call them Hammond rollouts because there's actually an entire there's two subreddits dedicated to it right now called Hammond rollouts and one called Wrecking Ball rollouts, and they have some pretty you can find some pretty interesting ways to get around the map. I mean, like the grappling claw is a huge part of his kit that not only like it does damage, you can zone out, you can also use it for mobility. 
You know, so that's going to be pretty huge. But I do think they need to make some changes to it. Uh, his role, which is uh, it's a shift ability, he can come in and out of roll at any time. But he moves a bit faster when he rolls versus when he walks. And he has pile driver. So if you manage to get him up in the air, whether like you're just jumping off of a cliff or jumping off of a ledge, or you use the grappling claw to you know like swing off of something and get into the air pile driver will then shoot you straight down to all over where you are. And when you hit, like not only do you knock people into the air, but you also do a hundred damage uh, for, to the people around you. A hundred damage. If you hit them right on top and then it like, it's, you know, it's got the, you got a bit of splash damage to it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It's right. got the, like the further away from them, the less damage you do. <laughs> right. So then he also has the adaptive shield, which gives you... So first, he's a tank. Well, we didn't mention that. He's a tank. He has 600 health, but then if you use adaptive barrier, it'll give you another 100 barrier. But if you are around enemies, it gives you 100 barrier per enemy within enemies within a 7-meter radius. It gives you 100 plus 100 per enemy. So you always right. get 100 even if, no, even if no one's around. Right. So right. you'll go from 6 to 700, but if you have two people around you you'll have 900 uh total hit points for a short duration which i can't remember what that duration is at, but first we're, at a max of shit i don't remember the max is either 1100 1100 no. right is 1100 right well that's or what you it, told us earlier bob yeah it's, yeah okay okay <laughs> uh his ultimate is minefield where he just he that's so exactly what it sounds like. He deploys a bunch of mines that are also, they're homing, but I don't know the radius of them. I think it probably, it's like a meter or two, maybe a little bit longer. But like if you go into the minefield, they will come in on you and, and kill you. Um, so, yeah, that uh, that's essentially his lore and his kit. But if you're listening to this, you probably already knew all that. Um, let's get more into like the opinion of Hammond. Um, and I'm gonna, I want to say one thing before we start. Okay. The coolest thing to come out of this is the hamming, the Hammond racing ball. Like <laughs> where they uh, did like an e, like an esports uh, uh, video. I forget who did it, but they did an esports video where they had a caster like calling it and they had six Hammonds just starting at spawn and racing to the end of the map. And they were using grapple and using all of their, their movement speeds to get them there quicker. It was hilarious. It would have been even better if they could have attacked each other on the way. It's something I actually think could be an actual like, like something you could watch on Twitch as like a joke, you know, kind of like during the All Star Game uh, at the Overwatch League. I think it's something that'd be hilarious if they had like a twelve, like a twelve man race where everybody's Hammond and you could attack each other. I think it'd be hilarious. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you go Did back you to like the Halo that? day. Oh yeah. Um, I did see that. I didn't, I didn't think to bring it up here, but it reminds me of like the old Halo days when they brought in Forge and like game types and stuff. You constantly had like game types being made up by people and these awesome racetracks. You have like Warthog races and little four wheeler and Halo Reach and shit, you know, and I, I don't know, maybe that'll give them a little more incentive to get deeper with like the game creation and maybe they'll even have like a 
or style some kind of map editor or creator. That would be awesome. I don't know if it'll happen, but uh, I would really like to see more of that kind of that kind of stuff because it's just it's just fun. Yeah, it it was cool. They they were using Junker Town, so <laughs> I wonder if that's I mean that's a that's a newer map, but I think you could do it on King's Road. It would be pretty interesting. I think you could do it on a lot of the payload maps. It would be really funny to see different short <laughs> shortcuts people would make to actually get the win right and uh right. now i guess you i guess you need to go ahead and start with that job with the uh opinion segment <laughs> well there you go you go you can say what you want free, was, free country kender i was just gonna say <laughs> yeah definitely free fourth of july we're free as yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> i was just gonna say i'm really really happy not only is hammond fun as shit to play like he is a Ball, <laughs> but, oh. <laughs> but, uh, he's an absolute ball to play. But uh, he's high skill cap as fuck, and it's great because we've gotten two characters re- recently that are just kind of easy to play. I mean, like not necessarily that you can't be really be a really good Brigitte or you can't be a really good um, Moyer or anything, but. This one is definitely super high skill cap and it's going to make for a lot of really good highlights and stuff like you used to see a whole bunch of highlight reels, like really awesome plays with Genji's or Tracer's, things like that back in the real glory days of beginning of Overwatch. And that's all kind of faded out. And then you got a little bit of that with Doomfist and certain people would get really cool stuff with Doomfist. But then, you know, there's only so much you can kind of really do. And now with Hammond, you got this super acrobatic, super flashy attack. Super like, there's so much crap that you can do with him. That's like either really lucky or really high skill stuff. And I think that was something that they desperately needed back in Overwatch because it's not really all that fun to watch Brigitte. It's not really all that fun to watch a Moira, um, for the most part. And this character is fun as shit to watch and play. I don't know, man. Watching. Agilities or Mickey play Brigitte is pretty freaking sweet. <laughs> so but problem- yeah, but I get I get what you're saying. Like definitely it's exciting. And he has a really high skill floor. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't if you're not good at the move the movement using the grapple, you're gonna just feed like a doom like a doom fist that doesn't know how to use his cooldowns properly. So it's it, it's 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 gonna be it it's gonna be interesting, but I think it's gonna be a good thing. The problem with high skill four characters in Overwatch <laughs> is that people who can't uh, play those characters will generally complain about it, either saying that they're not effective or saying that they're overpowered, you know, stuff like that. I mean, look what they did to Hanzo. Hanzo was a high skill four character, and um, like I mean, he's still a high skill high skill ceiling character, that's for sure. But, but they most definitely certain, lowered. They most certainly Absolutely. lowered the floor. If I can save, if I can, I have sw- like so far this season, I have switched two games and co- switched to Hanzo in comp and saved the game. <laughs> like that's a problem. <laughs> if I can do that with Hanzo and comp, I, that was a quick play Hanzo at best before. Right. Now I'm a comp Hanzo. If I, right. you know? <laughs> and another thing that's going on with with Hammond I too that I, that I think is going to be a really good thing is they've gotten a this is really a rather ingenious way to bring in a really high skill cap character that is also going to be just as effective or just as high skill cap and 
you know, not as reliant on mechanical or like pure mechanical aiming skill on console because console is so good with movement. You know, I mean, you can you can do a lot of stuff on console or people can do a lot of stuff on console with like Lucio that, you know, you can do on PC as well. And it's not as much of a handicap. You just can't aim it as well as, as you can on a PC. And Hammond, I feel like, is going to be of the same kind of token. Like, the controller movement is not as restricted as pure hard aim. So he's going to have just as much fun and just as much flashiness and just just as high impact, high skill plays on console as he will on PC. Yeah, I mean, I, I, can, I can definitely see that. I think he'll work on both uh console and pc but it's not like they're bouncing the different platforms differently like they promised they would right. <laughs> so it almost doesn't well, make are. a difference I mean, torbid symmetra is still balanced differently <laughs> don't remind me <laughs> so, I, mean, they, I mean they are living up to their balancing differently oh they made those changes <laughs> in year one months after the not even months after the game I'm just came out saying, like, they can technically say we are Balancing differently. There's a decay on that, just like SR. There's a decay on that shit. And like SR and endorsements, but no, they, they are not. Is that jaw rules? Yeah, jaw rule. <laughs> yeah. So, Where is jaw? Um, the thing about Hammond for me, I, I guess mostly lies in the character itself, uh, not necessarily his kit. Like, one. In, in my opinion, Wrecking Ball is a terrible name to have it in is. the game. Like Especially when Wrecking all... Ball. I'm trying to think. Like, I'm pretty sure all of your other characters just have a single name, so it's easier to call them out. Nope, nope, nope. You got Soldier 76. You call says, him Soldier? But no, I mean, but his name's Jack, right? You got... Mm-hmm. You got... Uh, uh, who else? Um, they're a dig it. I I just had this. <laughs> there is plenty of others. Um, plenty of others. Dang. I just can't think of literally any right now. <laughs> well, you, I'm not talking about people who have two names. That's not what I'm talking oh, okay, about. Okay, sorry. I'm saying like saying Wrecking Ball, like a Wrecking Ball, Wrecking Ball, like that versus Soldier, Soldier, Reaper, Reaper. You know, Winston. Like oh that. yeah, it's gonna be Ball, Ball, Hamster, Hamster. Like it's yeah, not like, gonna be Hammond. Uh, it's not gonna be Wrecking Ball. So yeah. like I said, the name I'm not a big fan of. But then also. Uh, there's no reason to have the hamster. They could have just made it a robot. They, oh, I would have preferred so that it's a hamster. I would have preferred <laughs> that they make it a robot because I would rather have what? more Omnicore in the game than what we got. Uh, I mean, I would, I would much rather have Omnicore uh, in the game. The hamster's so funny. Like when the hamster talks and then the robot like translates. <laughs> Yeah, it's I, you know, so I, I kind funny, of dude. originally I I was kind of like the same same idea like fucking hamster. This is kind of dumb. I still don't like the name Wrecking Ball. Hammond would have worked just fine in my opinion. But like a wrecking the fact ball. That they, That's how you have to say it. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the fact that they put him in uh, this way and they they went with the hamster and they went with the lore the way that they did. It kind of opens up Overwatch for that extra bit of just extreme what the fuckery, and it limits them less with like what they can really do with the lore and everything. So this kind of sets a precedent where they can get more crazy and shit, which I I like. I don't care as much like the lore. Yeah, you know, don't fuck up the lore if you don't have to, but at the same time, don't be afraid to get really creative, put some really weird shit in there because it's fun. And they put it's this weird character hilarious. in there, and they put this weird mechanics. 
<laughs> so now you have all these cool memes. Like, you have all these really cool jokes and everything. He's a shit ton of fun to play, and it's completely different from any other hero in the game whatsoever, and I love it. Uh, and this this setting, this kind of precedent, gives me a lot of hope for future characters uh, that they'll really break out of the shell and really not stick with, like, a guy with a gun tropes, you know? Like, they can have some other characters with some other really cool, fucked-up, weird abilities and not be afraid of <laughs> really screwing up the game. The best I was when Jeff came in and was, like doing the whole like the whole developer update and he's like now the hamster can't talk because that would be ridiculous <laughs> instead the robot translates i'm just like jeff i love you yeah, yeah so i mean like i would if they were going to put something in a robot i much rather i would i think they missed there was a huge opportunity missed for, by not being Efi. if they were going to put another if they were going to put something in a robot Put Efi in a robot. Well, there's lots of people who would like to see Efi in the game. But, yeah, but then you're killing a little girl every time you You don't have to kill a little girl. Like, there's so many. If you are in a robot, there's so many ways for you not to kill. Like, every time the you robot could, explodes, she ejects out of the robot. So, Boom. Or you like, you're not killing the girl. So she gets warped back to spawn. But that's, uh, yeah. No. I mean, there's, yeah, there, it's you just better. I, I wholeheartedly disagree. Like, uh, there is. So good. We're not. We're not going to see. My cartoon come out, and I want to see the hamster do jujitsu outside of the the uh, the mech, which you're not going to well, see in the game, but would be awesome in the cartoon. Right. Well, you could talk to <laughs> I'm kidding, uh, I'm kidding. you. You could talk. You could talk to Blizzard about that and tell them your idea. Yeah, I um, in terms of a character, in terms of his actual character, <laughs> I'm not really interested. His lore is deeply attached to Winston who Winston has some pretty good lore. I mean, I've want, I've wanted to know more about Winston and his lore uh for a long time. Right. But, you know, they haven't really given that to us past, you know, the little bit that we've gotten. I'm sure with him and here they're going to give us a little more, but, you know, now nah, this is in terms, of, in terms of just character which does come down to lore, there's so many other things <laughs> I would love to see and this isn't necessarily one of them. In terms of his kit, uh, it's definitely different, right? Uh, that the biggest problem I have with the kit would probably be the grappling claw and not having it, period. But the fact that it's infinite, right? So uh, the fact that you can, if you are on a point that has something in the middle, like oh, Bobby talked about Li Jiang Tower earlier, or I brought up uh, Sanctuary on from Nepal. Uh, as Hammond, you could latch onto the midpoint and just swing around it. Um, Infinitely, which I think is kind of a problem. I think the tether Infinitely, should, with a lot of with a lot of control, like you have to literally be using your mouse constantly to keep it on path, or the uh, well, A D or left and right on your controller constantly. I say I didn't say it was easy or or super <laughs> easy to do, but like I said, I brought up in pre-show, like it's like Hanzo's scatter arrow. You can get proficient enough with it that you can cause trouble with it. Right. You know, uh, that like, you know, and it's not just about him just going on to a point by himself and doing it. It's like if you're in the middle of a team fight on the point and Hammond rolls up and grabs onto that motherfucker and just starts spinning around. That's a problem. If he's by himself, like, I'm pretty sure you could find a way to stop him pretty easily. But now you got to prioritize this big ass ball going in a circle around. And that gives the, your other teammates or his other teammates an opportunity to take advantage of that. Uh, the fact that the focus is taken, uh, you know, 
going to be solely on this character. I really don't like moves that make that can make a character a sole focus, right? Like you have, like if you do not, if your entire team does not deal with this thing right here, you know, you're gonna have you're gonna have trouble because basically it just while that's a huge distraction, it just opens it up so that the rest of the, his team or the rest of the enemy team can now take you guys one at a time. And it's like a, it's like dominoes, right? Actually, I was playing with um I was playing with a friend of mine. Uh, who's not that great at Overwatch, and uh, I he died, and he was like, "Oh well, it's not that big of a deal." He was a playing, he was playing a tank. He's like, "Oh well, it's just not that big of a deal," uh, and he died. And I was like, "Well, no, it is. It is a big deal because now you died. There's nobody protecting. Like the healers, the squishies are out. Like so now it's going to be a domino effect, and they're just going to fall one at a time. That's exactly." what happened so that's that that's kind of i don't i don't like moves that you know can kind of force it so that you have to deal with one specific character i mean unless it's like an ultimate right? unless that, like that ultimate. is the you say that but that's the entire principle of winston oh. in a nutshell like that's the entire principle of like tracer and genji for playing him right yeah tracer I mean, that's, that's, that's what he does out your supports like you have to focus that like it's just yeah, it's it's yeah, a bad disruption a, character, and yeah, the ball is pretty destructive. The game is a Genji and a Tracer. Your entire team doesn't have to turn around and yes, deal they with that. Do. If they're getting if your healers, it, you if do. it's killing your healers constantly, they do. You an entire team every time a Genji and Tracer show up, the entire team turns if around. If that's and Genji and Tracer. the carry, yeah, like like when you start a game, you realize who who the carry is. It's if you're skipping a part, you're talking now. You're talking about people that are that good that they have to be dealt with. You're talking about the 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 skill level of the player. I'm talking about a character who comes in with 600 health. If it drops by your two supports, now it has 900 health. Oh, that I, is an issue okay. that nobody. That, Okay, your entire I, team has to turn around and deal with. I get what you're saying, and I don't agree with that either. Like a Hammond, that like the the skill floor for this character is higher than any other character that I can think of off the bat. Maybe Doomfist is higher. Like it's going to be extremely hard for this for that character to do work unless they are really good at the character. So. I don't right. think and it's going to be that like difficult. Said, well, go ahead, Kendra. I'll let you finish. I, I was just going to say, I mean, like I said, that's literally the entire principle of Winston. Like what he does is he drops in, makes everybody turn around and deal with them. And he even has the barrier to help his sustainability. Whereas he has, the, whereas Winston has barrier to jump in and out of and do his whole thing and the escape. You have, you have Hammond comes in. He just has, he's literally a fucking tank. He has the health. And of course he has the, potentially high impact abilities with his wrecking ball and everything, but it can also be stopped really fucking quick. Uh, if you have any kind of um, crowd control abilities or anything like that, or if you have, or if you fuck it up even just a little bit, you know, that's what makes him such a high skill for character. Yeah. He gets in there and he fucks shit up and he demands attention, but it's also got to be flawless yeah. execution. You can't be running into any crowd control. And it's the same thing as Winston. You know, you get in there, you do what you're going to exactly. do. You draw that attention, you get out. I mean, that's the principle of the and character. It's much so I don't disagree harder with than Winston, too. Like, it's it's going to be <laughs> like you had said you'd compared Hanzo Scatterero to his, to his uh, move where he latches on. 
way different. Like latching on to the middle of a point and staying going is extremely hard. It is like, not shooting extremely us, hard. Shooting <laughs> a, a scatter arrow is one shot you have to make. Like going around the point and keeping it going is a constant move. You cannot stop. You can't just hold a button down and look and and and, and look away. You either have to be manip manipulating right and left, or you have to be moving your mouse constantly to make it actually keep going full speed. Yeah, and that it's also it- easy to avoid. Like he, it's not like he's cleaving the entire circle around the point. It's like the one path. You know, you get out of his path and shoot at him, and you're good, or you do what you're doing, and he's just going around the point, being useless if everybody knows what the hell they're doing. And Jujitsu he- just said that he lays mind to Renault. We'll get into that, but that's crowd control, son. <laughs> or uh, no, uh, uh, what is it? Um, uh, yeah, unless shit. you're Area on denial cost, is what that is. Uh, Area denial is the term I'm looking to for. Not run into. Koth, those mines could be a big fucking deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if you lay in the choke, it's still area denial. It forces people to deal with it, and it's a very good area denial of that. But uh, we'll yeah, get into dude, that. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Jujitsu. He, it is hard. He is an extremely hard character with an extremely high skill floor. <laughs> that's that's really a fact. That's not really a debate oh we can make. Can I you. say something for a second? Because you guys have been talking like no, oh, sorry, like the last sorry, two Thank you. Sorry, we were talking to chat. So, first of all, just because you have to be constantly doing things to keep the spin going doesn't make it extremely difficult. It's not, this character is nowhere near extremely difficult. He has a higher skill floor, but he is not extremely difficult to do simple things like latch onto mid and then keep going around. It's not that difficult to do. In the short time I've even played him with the PTR, I was also able to do that. <laughs> you know, I was also able to do that enough to be effective. This is Overwatch. It's not always about getting kills. You don't always have to get kills, but if you could zone a team out by doing that on a point, which I've done before, that's that that's kind of an issue. And then on top of that, if you can do that while and I've done that solo, doing that while my team is there is a huge nuisance that it it, it like you know, you are required, like I said, to focus on this one character to stop him from doing this thing but when your entire team is focused on doing one thing on one character there's five other people on the field that are going to be taking or should be taking advantage of that especially on your tanks that's that's what i'm saying so like i mean the original thought was that the grappling cost shouldn't be infinite that's that's why i think the grappling grappling cost shouldn't be infinite after a few seconds i think it needs to break off so that he has to restart the attack I can uh, I can agree with that. <clears throat> I just don't actually think it'll make him weaker. The, uh, that was that was my point of it. Like, I, just, I don't think. I don't it, think I'm not saying that to make, make him weaker. weaker. I'm saying that to balance out the character a bit more, so he can't constantly I mean, spin in a circle and well, I mean, constantly zone people out. Balance, but I think it would actually, I think it would actually help the character because spinning around the circle, the longer he spins around the circle, the more the other team adapts to it and can kill him easier. You know, the more he is pre pre predictable, like the more he's going to die. Yeah. But the I, more, I think if even, you're going to oh, go ahead, John, go ahead. No, I was going to say, even if you're predictable, uh, like, you know, they see you coming, right? They see you coming. They know what you're about to do. If they can't do anything about it immediately and you start doing it and you knock them out, like I'm just going to use sanctuary as an example again, and you're able to zone them out of the area you know, that's effective enough. Like you don't like it's, it's not, you don't just being predictable. Isn't enough to say, Oh, if he's predictable, we can just 
take care of this. We can do this thing to him. Like, you know, you have to actually be able to do something about it. And I think it's going to be a little harder to one, like get your entire team to focus on this guy to take him out, to stop him from doing certain functions uh, because of his health pool. Uh, and I just think that if you break if you break, uh, break the grappling hook in this particular example, after a few seconds, it would bounce out a bit more, not necessarily weaken him, but stop him from cheesing so much. Because I'm very anti-cheese. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, bearded zucchini in chat makes a good point. Like if you could switch to a controller, do like during those times with a controller, you could actually do. The whole infinite spin a ton easier because you could find the you could find the sweet spot in the turn where you could just hold it. Whereas with the mouse, I would literally be doing this: lifting the mouse, lifting the mouse, lifting the mouse, lifting the mouse, moving it left, lifting the mouse, lift you know over and over again. Whereas with the controller, I could find the sweet spot in the turn and just stay there. So it actually would be easier with that infinite. So on console, you could actually be a lot tougher on him with that infinite spin than you could be on PC. Right, yeah. That's really I, interesting. I didn't even bother with a mouse. I just kept my mouse in one position and cycled through WASD like uh like Yeah, that kind of that's, style. A, that's 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 yeah, the better the, way to do it in my opinion. I yeah, I think the mouse is the better way. Like it seems the way that you can go faster, but it's a lot more work on your arm for sure. Yeah. You have to be real yeah. precise with it doing WASD for sure. And you can't, you know, Mel just said you can still get killed while you're spinning around. That is 100% true. And like I said, if you're doing that solo, that's a different story. If you're doing that solo, whatever, you'll probably get, you know, chopped while doing it. But when I think about character abilities, I think about them being used in group settings because overwatch is a group game you know and if i and if an ability can be abused or cheesed i'm not i'm not a fan of it that's 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 kind of the deal especially when i play competitively if i didn't want to play competitively i'll go play fucking destiny so Uh, I don't know. I I just think that spinning around any point or having the infinite tether is just a really low value move and like I don't know. It just seems Agreed. like it's it's just um, going to end up feeding no matter what. It, I don't think that it's really even that cheesable uh, for the most part, even if you're spinning around the point, which I get what you're saying. I, I do get I, I do understand what you mean, like going around and just beating the shit out of people. And But I, I only think that will even if it can be a thing, even if it's even that effective, it, it will only be a thing in lower SR for sure, like low, low SR, silver and below. Uh, no offense, silver guys. <laughs> but I, I just don't see it being any sort of effective, even with a ton of support uh, in anything past gold. Yeah, and I mean, if you're in low SR, you're probably going to have a Reaper, and Reaper really counters Wrecking Ball pretty hardcore. Yeah, I mean, really, uh, anybody with CC uh, kind of does, and it seems like Doomfist is probably going to be pretty good against him, too, uh, with his punch and just kind of like stopping power, like his ability to like uh, Symmetra, stop him in his tracks. Symmetra turrets actually mm-hmm. stop the ball pretty hardcore with the grappling hook. Right. Yeah, I mean, they they slow it down. But like, it's not just about kills. It's like about zoning out and stuff like that. If you can right. zone somebody out of a point for long enough. Right. And he, his ultimate is a really good zoning ability. I mean, it seems like that's kind of his deal. 
Um, right. Which, you know, I like because that's kind of kind of what you do with like Diva's ultimate and, you know, what you do with a few other characters abilities. There didn't really seem to be a character that was all about zoning. That might be kind of what they were going for with them. And I like it. Yeah, but like a zoning ability, you don't want an infinite zone ability either. True, like, you yeah. know, well, Hanzo, Hanzo has his own ability. Diva has his own ability. Like, why don't we talk about what it'll be good with, what it'll be bad with? Like, we got the opinion uh, segment. Why don't we talk about what to use him with and what not to use him with? I think he's going to be very dive heavy. He's going to be uh, a character that works well with other divers, uh, things like Tracer, maybe Genji. It seems like he'll be kind of versatile, uh, potentially even a tank dive meta, like maybe even get him in with, I don't know if it'll be fast enough, but him and Roadhog is like a heavy, heavily offensive tanking uh, without really a main tank might be pretty cool. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell with this guy. I thought him like doing with a Lucio could be extremely benef- uh, beneficial too with the speed boost and his... I mean, just just think about Soldier's rocket jump and what he could do with Lucio's speed amped. What could Wrecking Ball do with Lucio's speed amp? I don't know. Uh, does that we'd have to have to test it out? I don't know if that puts him into his uh, damage state with his ball any fa- any faster or not. If it just speeds him up, uh, uh, if that does I think affect it would that just variable. Speed him up. That's what I would assume, too, because that would be almost overpowered if you're like right there at the edge or in your damage state with Lucio's speed boost. Um, Or if it got him in faster, that would kind of be an overpowered combo. But uh, I I don't know. I mean, I think he's going to be really good on attack. I think he's going to be really good on Koth for Jaws reason. Like a Koth, like just being able to zone people off the point is going to be pretty is going to be pretty big. I mean, I think Jaws, Jaws right there. On attack, he's going to be basically in the back line, jacking with everybody and making space that way. But on def- on defense, I can't see how he's viable at all. Can you, like, can you guys think of anything? I mean, potentially dive defense. And I think we're heading into a forced, uh, a forced positioning meta is what I'm kind of thinking of it as uh, because you have the positioning – with that you can do with Symmetra. Symmetra is all about positioning right now. Um, even her she, even her ultimate is a positioning ultimate. Uh, and then you have Hammond here, who is kind of the other way around. You're forcing the enemy into a place that they don't want to be. Like they have to move. He's literally coming in. Like that's kind of the metaphor of the character. He's coming in as a wrecking ball, forcing you to get the fuck out of the way right now. And his ult's all about that too. That zone, that zoning out, that area denial. Uh, and I yeah. think that's kind of where they're heading with this. Like, I don't know if they're trying to force it, but that seems to be the idea is creating a meta around positioning as opposed to just dive or just uh, or just uh, death ball, things like that. I, I mean, really, don't see how that's going to do defense, though. I don't see it really depends on what viable. type of defense you're running, because anybody who can move people around as easily as he can is an asset I think on either offense or defense. If you're getting dived on and he's able to move you know, move the diva, move the uh the Winston, you know, or even if the team comes in a little bit and he's able to 
it's all, uh, I, I'm not going to say it's as effective as a Maywall, right? But if you have somebody, you get a, one or two people in, and he's able to zone three or four people out by swinging around the corner and bumping them back, right. and you know, you know, possibly just keeping them distracted because he could bump them out, use his uh, shield. Now he has a ton of health that they have to chew through, and he can still kind of move it back. While those three or four people are doing that. You got they like your team should be wiping up those two people that were actually in who probably thought their team was with them, but oops, guess not. I mean, you know, and th- we should point out that while he's using his shield ability, he's getting shields. So any damage you do to him on the shields gets you no ultimate charge. Yep. So right. you're not gaining ultimate charge. He's not an ult battery like a. Uh, like a hog, you know. Right. So he, and I think that was a really smart out, decision. He doesn't on their have point. the best damage. No, he doesn't. And it, but it is enough to make you turn around. Like if you if you if he drops behind your team and starts wailing on a uh, a support from like close to medium range, he's gonna kill him. You know, he's gonna kill him fairly fast, and he's going to demand attention. And that's kind of like I said, that's kind of his whole deal. Seems to be. Draw attention, zoning, uh, force positioning, things like that. Literally, of just a fucking wrecking ball. And I, I, again, it's not enough to where he's gonna be like this guy that just gets frags like crazy left and right. Because that's not the point of the character. His point is to alter how the other team has to play Arrest. around you. Yeah, which he's, is he's why harassing. I think he'll be really good on offense and not really good on defense. <laughs> All right. Well, even on defense, like if you know the, the supports usually bring up the rear, and if he's able to either zone the supports back away from the team or get behind them and start attacking them, you know, now you have a split decision to make as you're pushing in. As defenders, do you turn around and deal with him while the rest of the enemy team is facing you, or you know, like do you just try to tell the supports to move the fuck out the way? Because uh, it's not like he has low health either, so he's not going to be something fast that you could turn around and deal with, like a Genji or a Tracer. He's going to have at least 600 health if his shields are on cooldown, if his shielding ability is on cooldown. And then if he does drop behind your two supports, he's going to have 900 health to deal with. Like That's a lot to chew through, so even if he doesn't do that much damage, he's going to outlast most you know you right. know most people and that's that's kind of the deal i actually think instead of getting 100 health per shield uh, per person he should get 50 to be perfectly honest with you yeah and i, I mean, feel like they are gonna nerf that. that that feels like a nerf waiting to happen 600 i mean 600 hp is already high is already pretty high hp <laughs> to begin with i don't think a single character should not have more health than an arisa shield then, especially if that Arisa shield can't shoot back, it would be different if the Arisa shield had, like, you know, fucking turrets or cannons on it, but it does not. You know, I don't think a single character should have as much health as an Arisa shield. Right. So, especially one with mobility. Like, it's not like he doesn't have mobility. If he has a wall, it's not like you have to, you know, just grapple onto the to a wall, a certain walls and swing. Like, he could grapple onto a wall that's, like, in front of him, and just moving toward that grapple is going to give him momentum. You know, and he can knock somebody out of the way, but like he he had and it makes him move faster. I mean, he in most places in this game, he's gonna be able to grapple on the stuff and escape. You know, right. 
that that's kind of that, that's kind of the deal so right and it, it's a know. little early to speculate on nurse and buffs right now because we haven't nobody seen what he can really truly do in a competitive environment but uh i i think you're right on the nose with uh the first thing that's going to be looked at is his shielding but i think what they if they do if that's the route ends up going uh then i think what they'll end up doing is giving him some sort of shield in his health pool to begin with and then nerfing his actual shield that he gets from his ability because it's such a huge seems like such a huge part of his kit to not feed when he goes in there and, and does his actual job because if he goes in there with that just the regular health and not gaining much uh shielding then he's just feeding everybody ults and becomes a character that's just hard uh, just even harder to know. use than he already is I wouldn't call 800 HP not that much, <laughs> you know. Like if he, if they gave him 50 oh, yeah, per person, but if you go in there and you take damage, like yeah, you still got the same usability and everything. But if you go in there and you're taking damage to your health, even if you do your job, you're feeding ultimates like crazy. You don't walk in with a road hog and just take damage to take damage. But that was the whole thing we were pointing out is that all the shields is not feeding olds at all. Right. That, Until that's you I'm, get to his health, you're not you're not feeding the olds. Well that's what that's what Kendra's talking about that yeah. I'm suggesting that they lower the amount of shield he gets per person. Like you keep the hundred for the initial, but then per person only fifty additional shield. I mean if you get around all six of the enemy team, I mean you're still gonna have a really you're gonna have a lot of right. HP still. But if you just if you hop behind two supports, I mean that that's still a lot. That's eight hundred HP you got to chew through, <laughs> you know. So it's uh, it's still yeah. no joke. But I think it will it will make it a bit more balanced. But you know we'll, we'll see how it actually plays out when uh, people, um, yeah, you know when when people actually play him. the The hard counter to him right now that I see is. Uh, <laughs> is sombra to be honest with you like i think sombra is the best if so i think sombra just needs to oppress him sombra it keeps him oppressed and he he can't be mobile he can't turn into a ball and move around he right. makes she makes him completely useless i think she is probably going to be the best counter to him samba 2.0 or samba 3.0 well samba 3.0 let's go ahead and move into the ptr report so we can actually start talking about that um so there's a couple things that have changed on the PTR. One change that's happened is that everybody who has damage drop off, it appears that the minimum damage has been increased. So like Bastion McCree, uh, Soldier 76, and uh, well, Bastion McCree and Soldier 76, minimum damage at max range dec- increased from 30% to 50%. So you're, da- you're basically going to get a bit more damage when you're at longer ranges may her endothermic blaster removed all damage fall off from her secondary fire projectile. Why? Why? Like she wasn't having trouble with that. Why? Sniper may is back. Like why? Like she just, that wasn't something that needed to happen. And widow's kiss now has damage fall off applied to her automatic primary fire, 50% at max range. So it's in line That's with huge. everybody else. It's huge. Yeah. That's huge, yeah. huge. Yep. So, uh, the developer comment says the goal of these changes is to slightly reduce the impact of damage fall off on mid range weapons while assessing fall off mechanics across the board. Weapons intended primarily for close range combat benefited too greatly from lowering their fall off restriction. 
We also normalized a couple of outliers and that may had a long range travel time projectile with fall, damage, with fall up applied and Widowmaker's automatic automatic fire didn't have any. I don't care that May's projectile had a you know had damage fall off, you know at long range. She's not a goddamn sniper. <laughs> you know she's not supposed to be a fucking sniper. Like, yeah. Come on. I I care little about this, but like the McCree and the soldier damage like drop off. I think that's pretty big to help them back into the meta. Yeah, so we'll see how that helps. Yeah, the May thing. eh, Okay. It's just more of an annoyance to me. It's like, it's completely unnecessary. It's not going to really change much with the character, except it's going to add some additional randomness when somebody's just spamming out a door, maybe, and they catch you coming through because you got to come through the door fucking sometimes. So they just, (laughs) they they get it lined up right. That's just more of an annoyance. But are you but are you happy about the soldier and the McCree? Buffs yeah, there? but that that's fine with me. The soldier and the McCree, I I do I, I do appreciate a, that. I, but. Yeah, I think that's a good change. Especially even the Bastion Hanzo one, I I, I do so like much. the Bastion one. So, uh, Hanzo, the Storm Arrows duration reduced from six to five seconds, and cooldown increased from eight to ten seconds. Yeah, I called so. that, by the way, if you recall, in one of the previous episodes, the next nerf to him was going to be to the duration of Storm Arrow. Yep, you did. I, yep, you did. I thought that uh, <laughs> it would have had equal um, impact if they would have reduced how many arrows he has. Right. But the re- I'm, I'm good with the reduction of time, too, because it forces him to use it a bit, you know, faster. Because Hanzo's new kit has proved to be a bit too powerful, especially his new Storm Arrow abilities. We're lowering the frequency that he can have this ability available to uh, to make it more reasonable to play around. Um, the reason I didn't have a huge problem with Storm Arrow, though, is that you still had to hit your targets. Like, you had to aim and shoot and hit the target. So it's still yeah. just, it's, it's better than... Um, it's better than scatter hours still. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a skill shot ability as opposed to a here you go, free kill. You know, you it's still have to make five a skill yeah. shot ability as opposed to a one. Right. Skill yeah, shot that's ability. a better way of putting it there, Bob. Yeah. So uh, now Sombra, <laughs> here we go uh, on the PTR right now. Sombra's stealth lasts indefinitely. She can no longer contest objectives while invisible. Enemy detection radius increased from 2 to 4 meters. Movement speed buff decreased from 75% to 50%. And translocator also now lasts indefinitely, can be destroyed, has 5 health. But I think they also made a change to that because the translocator, the translocator, um, you have to interact with it. You can't just hit it. You can't just like shoot it. No, no, you can. No, no. As in as an ed, as an enemy, you can shoot it to kill it. As Sombra, you use the interact button to destroy it if you want oh, to use Oh, okay, it. so I read that wrong then. Okay, oh, I, that's I was fine. reading it wrong too. I'm sorry. That yeah, I read that job. wrong then. Yeah, no, no, no. That's fine. I just We just both <laughs> read wrong. That means that they typed it wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the way they worded it made it sound like you had to Lost yeah, in interact with yeah. it. From, I, I mean, I could be wrong it's happened before but yeah i'm I'm fairly sure with the research that i've done sombra kills it with the interact button if she wants to reuse it and not have to use that one but you can shoot it 
Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that fine, almost man. seems unfair though. Like with uh, enemies being able to, like, you throw one and you got it in the area that's like supposed to be out of reach, they can kill it. But then again, you know, seems, I really yeah, think they should have counterable. a remote. Seems awesome. Seems I, I, like you I, can counter Sombra jumping into you and using her <laughs> ultimate. But uh, of the same token, like the uh, I can live with that because I kind of see where you know the usability of it. But not having a way to leave that if you if you do throw down a bad translocator and they don't destroy it on purpose, then not having a way to remotely kill that or change the position of your translocator because it's a big part of playing Sombra. Uh, that kind of seems almost why would why why is that a thing right now you know just just make a a button for it you know well that's what but, isn't that what bob is saying that you as sombra you hold interact key and it destroys the translocator so you can oh you hold it yeah. from any place okay yes. i thought you yeah. had to yeah. physically place, walk up and, and interact it, just, it and it just kills no. it and yeah, it basically sure. resets it yeah um, so okay, i will so say then, yeah. The pros that play Sombra, pretty hardcore. Uh, for instance, uh, San Francisco Shock Dante, mm -hmm. very pissed off about this change. Um, another uh, Fitzy here, uh, popular streamer that plays Sombra, very pissed about the changes. I think they're good. Almost like most Sombra mains are pissed about the changes. Yeah, because they are. it, you know, it, it. <laughs> You know, you can no longer. Well, I think the biggest complaints I've heard is no longer being able to contest and the speed. Uh, and those were two big parts of her kit. And being able to detect Sombra while invisible, like uh, that's ranges, something yeah. that's that's like basically new. Like one shot hits her, one diva bullet hits her, and she's out. I think this is a good thing. Like I think stealth should be stealth. It shouldn't be you go in invisible and run into the team. No, it should be stealth. It means you have to creep around corners that people aren't at. I was a rogue in World of Warcraft, so I know about this. Same exact like, thing, right? You have to sneak around, not just run in invisible and be able to do your thing. So I so I think this like stealth detection thing is great, and I'm fine with them being invisible. It was scary when I first heard it. But then when I heard about the stealth detection, I was like, "Oh, this is this this is awesome." Well, that's yeah. kind of the issue in in the community right now. Somber mains very unhappy about this. Everybody else is like, "Okay, this is fine," uh, because it really changes the way she plays. Now, in my opinion, I, mean, I don't have a problem with her having indefinite stealth or in, or indefinite translocator. However, she her health needs to be lowered to one hundred and fifty. It like for her to have infinite translocator and stealth like if they do that sombra yeah if they do that then they have to they have to give her the same dps output on her main gun as tracer has i i don't think so because she's gonna live that's the thing like she like a decent sombra can live I, i'm not even good at sombra and right now i can live I, I don't die that much with her because you know when you get into a fight and you see that you're on your way out, you translocate out, and you kind of, you preferably near a health pack that you hacked, get your health back, and then get ready to get back into the fight. So you, you could be a constant nuisance. Um, with 200 health. that 
translocators, so you can't go there. <laughs> yeah, so I, like, that that's the thing that I really dislike. Out of the whole thing, that even as a former Sombra main, I I like the changes, you know, because that gives you. I was never really great at being really fast at doing that job of running around being stealthy because you always place translocator, have an escape, put that escape where you, where you can get out and, uh, near your health package you hacked, run all the way around with your stealth. Try to get the pick on the on the uh, mercy or whoever you're going for, and then translocate out all before the timer runs out. Even with the extra timer, that was kind of difficult a lot of the time. This gives you all the time you need to do that job, and all the other changes make a lot of sense because you kind of have to nerf that. But the translocator having that wide a radius where you can it's a twenty meter wide wide radius where you can hear the translocator and it's got a high pitch noise. Uh, and that feels like a really big radius. That's just a big beacon of like, hey, motherfucker, hey, this is where I'm gonna be to the entire enemy team. For a stealth hero having a big twenty meter high pitch noise, it's kind of ridiculous to me. But that's really the only thing I'm disliking about it. And to to the Dirk points out in chat that <laughs> they did just recently revert the whole four meter mm-hmm. de- detection to two meter de- detection so sombras <laughs> if you can't stay away from the other team's characters within two meters then you deserve to be detected yeah i mean really I mean, that's kind of how it was before anyway if you got too close to somebody they saw you and as a precaution, you kind of were supposed to make it a habit to stay further away anyway until you got to your target and did what you were supposed to do. Uh, so I I don't see a problem with it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, for the, for the most part, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with this. Even the, the detection radius only being two meters like it was before. I just think that the indefinite stealth but the plus the indefinite translocator because even when you put your translocator down like overwatch overwatch's maps aren't necessarily that big and you fight in sections right so most of the time when you put your translocator down it's gonna be behind your line you know like behind like it's gonna be a safe place for you uh health packs and like little health kits are close enough usually that you can place your translocator uh, you know, have the health kit there, and then still make it, you know, to behind where the enemy is, with enough with enough time, like and with some time to spare, uh, to you know, pick out your target and figure out what you're gonna do. So I just think that having a hundred, two hundred health, like she, like a decent somber, not even a good somber, but just a decent somber is like never gonna die unless somebody does get behind enemy lines, like a tracer or a Genji, maybe, and they find your translocator. And they kill it, but you know what? Fine, because it needs to be counterplay for the character. Just because well, you have a translocator doesn't mean that you it 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 there should be a way for it to stay up indefinitely. If your character is getting countered, it's time for you to switch. Well, and you know? see, and now there's a choice. Like be like before, <laughs> when you couldn't destroy the translocator, there was one choice: you find it. You're like, all right, I'm gonna wait for Samba to recall, and I'm gonna kill her. Now you could be like, should I wait for the recall or should I kill it and screw her on her on her uh on her exit strategy? What's the what's the better play instead of just one play? Like I can either wait for her, or I can run off. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, 
And I yeah. I agree that just being able to destroy the like now that you're putting it that way, I agree that that's a good thing to have in the game. I still don't think that it should broadcast itself so vividly, and you can see it they, like uh, now they, anyway. They changed they changed that too. Uh, oh, did they? The tra- uh, translocator hearing it, you almost have to be on top of it now. I was okay. Uh, I was looking at that earlier today. You just reminded me of it. But that's a change they just made. Okay, that seems yeah. a lot better. And I think what they're going for, and I, I like it because that's how you kind of needed the player anyway. But before when you're playing Sombra, like I said, you had that time limit to go in, get your shit done that you're trying to do, and then get out. Didn't always work, and it was almost inconsistent because you really you're supposed to play Sombra as an opportunist. Now that you have the unlimited stealth and the unlimited um, uh, translocator, you can go in and wait for your opportunity and take advantage of that like you're supposed to. And, you know, you're not getting value by hanging out in the back line. Technically, your team's, you know, 5v6. But one of her abilities is literally called opportunist, being able to see a weak enemy through a wall. So you wait for your chance, you wait for your time to pounce, and you do your job. Like, that's the essence of being a stealth yeah. character, is yeah, being an opportunist. Right. And uh, Dante from The Shock who plays a lot of Sombra, I've talked about before, like, he was a little upset (laughs) about the whole, he's like, we don't need infinite stealth. Like, the game of Overwatch is all about being productive at all all times, and you don't want a character that just hides and waits. But I disagree with him, because Stryker made a career this last season on Boston hiding and waiting as Tracer and really killed it until Brigitte came into the mix. So I don't know that hiding and waiting is a bad thing. I think uh, I, I really uh, disagree with Dante. The answer, go ahead. The, the answer is it's not a bad thing. Like it's no hiding away, especially like if you, if you, if you could just be patient with Sombra, right. And you could just wait until the enemy team, until your team engages the enemy team. You know, Kendra, you said that you are, you know, your team is playing 5v6. I don't see it that way. If you wait until you guys are engaged, their DPS, their tanks are engaged, and then you hack their mercy. You hack their Moira. Yeah, you hack the that, that's you know, the opportunist thing the that I was talking about. You hack the Rhine. Now, now you can hack the Rhine. Now you can do that. It's much easier to do that because you just need to keep your distance a little bit, wait to the engagement, I mean, and to do that. I mean, that, I think that's I actually, good for her. That's I mean, her. That's, but I, mean, I mean, I think across, that's good for her character. Yeah. I mean, and across you, the board, you benefit from like kind of like waiting around sometimes like for think about farah for example yeah. right if you are not doing if you're not playing pharmacy the best like one of the best ways to play farah is to wait until the other t- the enemy team is engaged and then sit above them and just like bring rockets down on them whoa i'm gonna have to stop you there Ja. <laughs> if you don't have a mercy you should get the fuck off of farah that's like just, I just said, if you're just, not, if you're not my, playing pharmacy, my advice. <laughs> like I just said, if you're yeah, not playing, if you're not pharmacy, pharmacy, you shouldn't have a far. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah, John, John hit the nail around the head. I was it literally about to say the exact same thing. You know, you're waiting for engagements. A lot of the game of Overwatch is waiting to group up, waiting to do this. Samra just groups up in a different place. She groups up her preferred position is behind the enemy lines as a stealth character as an espionage type character should play 
and giving her the extra ability to be stealthy while still not dealing the damage necessarily or not necessarily being a hindrance to the enemy team until the opportunity comes up for her to be is a solid way to play a character. Because yeah. even if you're not playing stealth, you're still being productive by waiting for your team to group up. You're going to be waiting regardless of who you play if you're playing the game of Overwatch properly. I'm actually like, there's so many people fighting this change, but I am actually like, normally I agree with like the Overwatch League players and everything else, but this is a situation where I dis disagree. And my team, the Dallas Fuel, the famous coach Arrow that came in, see, uh, Stage four just fucking made Dallas Fuel one of the best teams in the league after being a joke for the first three stages. Arrow says that infinite stealth is not the way to go. I think it is, as long as there's plenty of ways to detect her. Like, I really do. I, I mean, I think this is actually good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, in other games, other games, other shooters even have characters that can go infinite stealth, and there just needs to be proper balance to make the character work. I mean, obviously, the biggest correlation is going to be Team Fortress 2, right? Uh, the, the Team Fortress 2 spy, he can stealth infinitely, uh, and he has um, he, he has high uh, burst damage, but he's weak. And on top of that, in TF2, you have usually have, like, you know, a spy check, right? Uh, Overwatch, the only problem I see is the only character that's really equipped to do something equivalent to a spy check will be Winston, you know. And uh, Overwatch maps are definitely wider. They're a little bit larger than Team Fortress maps, so that can be a little bit of a problem. But then again, you don't want a character that's just constantly being um, countered, right? Like, you know, if you're going to counter a character, it needs to be specific in my opinion, right? You don't want to make a character completely uh, irrelevant because they're just countered by everybody, right? Like, imagine if, every, if more characters had stuns than they do right now. Yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, that, like, more characters too. I mean, will she... get stuns. Like, stuns, I, like, I think CC is a big thing coming into Overwatch and if you're upset about it, you probably should get out now because I think <laughs> CC is going to be a big thing moving forward. Well, if they keep adding CC to the game, people will be leaving the game because like nobody plays a shooter to stand still. That's like why right. people hate characters like May. They don't like characters like Brigitte. They don't like moves like Flashbang. May like, is too definitely. Much... You definitely like putting like the biggest asshole on the field like <laughs> when you say may yeah like i mean that's the thing like you you don't play shooters to stand still this isn't a moba i mean i do understand they try they do try to take some moba elements but the one of the fastest ways to make your first person shooter not fun or your first person game not fun is adding cc talk about like you know, the, know. one of the biggest adding one of the, the biggest one of the biggest if complaints added, about reinhardt right now is people getting knocked around like a goddamn yeah, pinball dude, i've <laughs> fucking been playing reinhardt for the last season of goddamn half and this season and i'm the highest fucking rank ever and i'm fucking <laughs> loving it so no no i don't give a shit like reinhardt's fucking badass right now if you think you're getting cc too much positioning motherfucker why don't you try to stand by corners and like, that, that precisely seriously, is like, why I'm like, taking positioning This is meta. great. Like, CC is good. You can stop CC. 
you like you don't have to be CC'd. It's not like World of Warcraft where I could be a rogue. I could find you grinding and I could just stun lock you until I killed you. It's not that way. Your team see, can help you. Your team can stop that. See, I'm there thinking the opposite, though, Bob. See, I'm thinking the opposite of what you're saying. I'm thinking that Blizzard saw that CC was a problem, and they saw that it was not fun, especially with the introduction of Brigitta. And thank you. Uh, and um, so they what they did was they added in CC? Symmetra with her escape for CC abilities like that, like with uh, Graviton. That was a big, huge CC ultimate that was becoming a problem with the uh, Hanzo ult. But they also didn't want to nerf Hanzo into the ground. So what do they do? They give you an escape. And then they're coming up with the new character, uh, Hammond. And his whole thing is positioning denial. His whole thing is not being a CC character. Still high, still fun to play. Still high skill cap. Still potentially effective. We'll see. And that's his whole thing. And I think that they kind of had all of this in mind with their latest PTR changes. Samra, not CC per se. But you know, still has an effective dude, role Sombra in a team, CC, something else, dude. and she can stop CC abilities as well. No, she is CC. She is CC. She's like if she not hacks CC you per se, she can't. If she hacks uh, you, like most characters, she stops if she escapes, hacks you, you but she do doesn't. Shit. She doesn't if, slow you down with your normal abilities. Like you, you can walk away from Sombra, but you, yeah, she's you're not just stopping like, or slowing you. With yeah, Sombra, you're like, just limited you're to your soldier, normal speed. Like, you're not doing. <laughs> You're not doing your max. You know what I mean? Like, or unless you're McCree, like, if you're That's... Doom and Sombra hacks you, you're screwed. If you're Hambit and Sombra hacks you, you're screwed. If you're Reinhardt and Sombra hacks you, you're screwed. You see what I mean? Like it's. Uh, I see what you mean, but that's still not CC. Like those abilities are extra. Like you know, Soldier Seventy Six's abil- uh, ability to sprint is extra. Doomfist hopping around is extra. CC is more like it brings you below normal <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm it's saying? a like, debuff it, as opposed to a well i guess technically somber is a debuff but uh it's still not stopping you in place it's not stopping you from doing any action whatsoever you know you can still fight back and shoot and all but uh like regardless you know she can still stop other cc she can stop a may from ccing as well as she normally could she can stop a um a brigida from shield bashing or even shielding at all and she can stop CC ultimates. I mean, you know, she she can, she can be considered anti CC even if she is CC herself. Um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kendra. Yeah. Uh, all, yeah. All, all I was just saying sure. is, I I believe that Blizzard's. I mean, we got to give them credit. They are very good at what they do. And while they haven't been on the right track all the time, most of the time, I think they are, even if they don't tell us directly. And from my point of view, it looks like they saw this CC problem and thought rather than nerfing these characters that we gave these abilities to, rather than making it less fun for people to play these characters, let's give counters to other people and open up the, open up the range of possibilities. Let's give people the tools that they need to deal with CC instead of taking CC out of the game. And, and it's really interesting. game a counter game. And that is definitely... Right. That is... I, I mean, I can't dis, disagree with you at all. So, <laughs> All right. So I guess we will wrap up the PTR report on that one. Um, we were going to talk about lore or lack of it for certain characters, but I think we might save that for next week. 
Uh, and no weekly update this week. So, uh, Bob, any community events that you know about? <laughs> Mel, no game nights. Is no. Cavalry <laughs> game night this week. Cavalry game night this Friday night. Okay. Uh, usually starts around seven o'clock Central Standard Time. Uh, you can come. You can come around whenever. Um, we had a tournament last week that me and Ja missed. Yeah, that's you. Don't even remind me about this fucking weekend, dude. Do not, do not, do not. Yeah, I completely forgot about it too, and I even like tried to get alternates once I realized what was going on. I was like at a movie, came home. Yep. Yeah. So didn't uh, didn't work out. Um, also, going although on this hey, week, oh, hey, okay. 3v3 is in competitive now. 3v3 com- uh, comp is out. We didn't even talk about this. 3v3 comp is out? Yes, it is out. We should actually We should actually what like the fuck did right that happen? after no, know, right, right after the match, <laughs> you me and Kinder should go play one or two, maybe three. I swear to God, I'm never going 3v3 to my girlfriend's comp. house on the weekend again. If this just happens, if this just yeah. going to happen, like 3v3 is going to be in comp. What the fuck? Yeah. You, uh, and you can only, you can only queue as a full three groups. So I think we should do it right now. We should add it. We should end the audio episode and we should go right into the stream and play some 3v3 right now. Oh, geez. That's, on the spot, that's fine. I mean, I could do three v three. That's fine if you guys right, do this. I, I we got like we have either. a You're wide player pool. Let's do it. Let's do it. Three v three cop. Okay, so before I was interrupted by that news, um, <laughs> this week, this Friday night. Yeah, this Friday we are still going to do the Xbox uh, game night for the Xbox group, but I will not be able to start at eight p.m. Eastern. I will have to push that back to nine p.m. Eastern. So hopefully that's okay for everybody. But yeah, we're going to be starting at 9 o'clock. I'll be on. Um, I'm going to be playing horribly. It's going to be just like the PS4 game night all over again. I was <laughs> sucking ass like my first few games. Uh, and, and I don't know. I can't remember who I jumped on. And I finally started feeling a little better. But um, yeah, hopefully you guys bear with me for a little bit. And, uh, you know, we'll do that. So, um, But other than that. Uh, we always have, you know, prepare to attack. So if you haven't listened to prepare to attack, I would highly suggest checking that out. We do have some updates coming out for that very soon. I promise. Like I said, we just had a couple issues with some recordings uh, that we were going to do, but we do have updates coming to those episodes. Uh, if you are not on the live stream with us, we do live stream every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we'd love to have you join us for the live stream. I always want to hear about your Overwatch stories as well. So, uh, you know, we'll give out our contact info a little bit later. Uh, we have a PS4 community and Xbox One Club. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. So join those if you want to do like do the game night we're doing this uh, week on Xbox. And, um, you know, on PS4, I'm going to run another game night. I said I was going to run one in June, and then the month got away from me. So we're going to try to do one maybe next week. Uh, I... I'm going to see if I can get, do that. I'm, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to confirm a couple things and then I'll make some posts if that's possible. Uh, and I always do like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch, which is a uh, Facebook group for Overwatch players. Where it doesn't matter what 
you know, platform you're on. So whether you want to keep up with the latest Overwatch news, just the latest Overwatch memes, I would definitely check out Heroes of Overwatch. Or if you want to find somebody to play with, it's a great community of people. Uh, there is one thing I forgot to bring up. Um, Secret Pilgrim, one of our listeners here, he, you know, brought up an interesting point. He said that, you know, there may be uh, multiple or a bunch of Watchpoint Radio listeners at the Overwatch League finals. And he asked if we were going to do like a meetup or something like that. So um, I wanted to put that out there. If if you guys are interested in doing a meetup in New York during the finals, uh, reach out to me and let me know. Because if you do, then I'll see if I can get something organized so we could do like a WPR meetup, which would be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, just reach out to me. You can hit me up on Discord or Twitter or whatever. Let me know what you think, okay? And uh, with that, you know, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Oh. Sorry, another interruption. Here comes a new challenger. It's Bob yeah, again. Like, what is you, it, Bob? Uh, you you were talking about the the Overwatch League Grand Finals. <laughs> uh, I finalized my tickets, and we have our hotel. We are right down the street from it. Uh, I'm coming in that day around like one o'clock. If uh, we can uh, work out. Sometimes for you to meet me and help me navigate the city, that would be awesome. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. We can work out that. Right. We can work something out. Okay. Um, so before I was interrupted with that, <laughs> I like to remind everybody: if you are not listening on like a podcast or you know Watchpoint Radio is available oh. on uh, many podcast platforms on both iOS and Android, you should just be able to search for Watchpoint Radio in your podcast platform of choice. And if you can't find it there, just search for the RSS link right on the Mash Those Buttons website, and you could pop it in there. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, we are available on twittercom radio, but you can also find us at twittercom site, facebookcom buttons, and youtubecom buttons. Why don't you guys give out your social info? Go ahead, buddy. You can find Kinder on. No, I'm just kidding. You, you can find me on Twitter at blazin underscore bob. That's b l a z z i n underscore b o b. You can find me weekly on the Al Recap. And you can find me on Prepare to Attack. Kinder, what about All you? All right. And you can find my personal Twitter at NerfKinderPlease. That's P-L-S. And you can also find me on my other podcast, Fragging Out. Discord.me slash Fragging Out is our Discord where we hang out. Twitter at Fragging Out Pod. And FraggingOut.com as well. And our Twitch, Twitch.tv slash Fragging Out. Hopefully, we'll be streaming a new episode very soon. We were trying to earlier this week, but we uh, Kibby had some personal issues. Gotcha, Kibby. Ah, man, that guy gets broken up with like every other week. Come on, uh, it Kibbe. was it was uh, it was other things this time. Why are you we, putting his business on Front Street like that? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not I'm putting his shit straight at there. Not you, like, Bob. Bob, just, Jesus I'm, fucking cause, Christ, because 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 I love him. And I'm just messing with uh, him. He doesn't so. give you don't give a shit about that, but you okay. Know. <laughs> All right. So going forward, uh if you uh you know, we encourage you guys to reach out to us. Like I said, we'd love to hear your overwatch stories. So you can email us at wprmatchlessbuttons.com or you can reach out to us via the website or SoundCloud or any of the social media that we just mentioned or Discord. You know, just reach out to us so we can uh, you know, tell us your stories. And if you enjoy the show, the best way to help us out is to rate and review. Actually, it's to share the show with others, but also to rate and review the show on your podcast platform of choice. 
Uh, additionally, if you want to help us out a bit further, there's a couple ways to do that. One, you can become a subscriber on Twitch, uh, which is a tremendous help. You can buy merch from the Mash Those Buttons store, which is teespring.com slash stores slash mash those buttons. Or you can also become a patron on patreon.com slash watchpoint radio. And, uh, you know, those funds go to support both Watchpoint Radio and Prepare to Attack. So, you know, we'll, you, you'll see some uh, strides made with that soon. So thank you, everybody who does support us. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And uh, actually, I really can't thank you enough. And uh, I always recommend you guys check out matchesbuttons.com slash shows to see the other shows we have available on the network. We have two World of Warcraft podcasts, a fighting game podcast, and a uh, division podcast. So check that out, matchesbuttons.com slash shows. And with that, we are done for the week. Uh, Everybody, enjoy your holiday if you're American. And if you're not American, enjoy your Wednesday. (laughs) All right. You guys have a good one.